Hello and welcome everyone to episode two of Jabba's Pit Crew. We are joined here by Cody on my right. Hello there. Uh, Jeff on my far right angle. Going around the table. Going around the table. Hey everybody. Uh, and then in front of me is Adrian. Hello there. And then on my left is Aiden. Hello. A two new guys, Jeff and Aiden, join us for episode two. Hopefully they'll be here for a lot more than that. Yeah. <clears throat> <So> <clears throat> Aiden. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> Hello. Anyways, uh, so last week we talked about, uh, if you just listen to it, whatever, uh, we listened to, let's talked about Dina Crono, um, we talked about, um, <laughs> it's been a week, I forget. <laughs> it's, it's, it, was a, it was a very story-driven thing. We, oh, I had to go, like, make out with this you gotta, thing. Okay. So, <laughs> so basically, it was Gina Carano's thing, just as the aftermath. We didn't need to go through the entire events again, because... There's so much content out there. You don't have to do come here for that. So we just did the uh, possible aftermath of the future shows like Boba Fett, the Ranger show, the Ahsoka show, the and her possibility of being replaced by Hera from Rebels, which I, I was okay with. But to yeah, okay. So and then we talked a little bit about the Clone Wars, but a little bit about Clone Wars because you can't have Star Wars discussion without Clone Wars. I think yes. we can all agree with that. Yes, but I guess yeah. we're gonna take a little bit of a turn today, and as one division comes to a close, I believe that was last weekend. Was it yesterday? What? One division closed last week Friday. Yeah, it was last week Friday. Okay, so it was not yesterday. That's what, that's what <laughs> I thought. <'cause> yesterday was <laughs> yeah, the uh, we, we behind the scenes. <laughs> There's a behind the scenes video for that. So, anyways, but Falcon Winter Soldier that premieres next week Friday. I'm stoked. I am down to go back to the nitty gritties of superheroes again, the Captain America area. And Sebastian Stan. It's like we have done so much of that, like supernatural abilities, like Wanda and Doctor Strange and all the crazy stuff that happened in Endgame and Far From Home. It's nice to take a little bit of a turn to go back to the whole, just the Captain America style superhero where you don't have the crazy, like, abilities through your hands and stuff you know just punching stuff just punching stuff i i think i agree falcon falcon and the winter soldier is gonna like be a big change i don't think any of the villains in that show have superpowers like baron zemo despite being baron zemo baron zemo (laughs) doesn't have superpowers he has the backing of like hydra but doesn't have powers so for me it's like i don't i don't know about this villain too much so if well he's he's originally a captain america villain he's uh on they're not gonna stick too closely to the comics because baron zemo was his enemy in world war ii and he had a castle and he did lots of genetic work as well but yeah and he's part of the reason why bucky would became the the winter soldier Hmm. okay yeah, because it's the same villain that was from uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is why we have Aiden on today, so you can talk more about Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the he's the MCU nut. I I know enough to get myself through, but yeah, you read the comics. I, I hear about the comics. That's I read. I watched the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know Marvel it's is one. It's one comic first. Let's be. <laughs> <laughs> I I know the MCU as the MCU. Nothing. I mean, I know they're based off comics, but it's not like I 
source my material and knowledge off comics. I source it from the MCU movies itself. So it's nice that we have the comic guy here <laughs> to put it. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't consider myself a complete nut, but I do read the comics. So. The guys gather it around this table. Yes, you are. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm the comic nut. Yeah, whatever. But so, um, I, I saw the Falcon Winter Soldier posters that I guess Marvel released, and Sharon Carter's also in it. Mm-hmm. But I was just yeah. like, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see her again because she's dope. But I had no idea who this villain was. I kind of saw him in the mask, and I was like, oh, he looks cool. That is, but I never, his I iconic purple mask is the Baron Zemo. Yeah. yeah. Sick. That's going to be cool. But I know I'm not ready for that Cap funeral for the first <laughs> two episodes, I swear. like, It almost makes you want to like hold on to the belief that <laughs> Steve Rogers is coming back. Use the time stone, dude. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Looking at the, sorry, the director, directed by Scary, Carrie Scogland, and looking at what else she's done, she's done The Walking Dead's episodes 10 in season 6 and episode 11 in season 7, and both of those episodes were literally killing your favorite characters, so. I, I don't know. About this. <laughs> <laughs> why, can't they, why can't they just get the person that, um, like, did all of the good? Like, why can't they get the person that did Mando? Or that did, uh, um, WandaVision. Just get the same person to do everything. No. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, we need a bit of a... Yeah, it's got to have a little bit of variety, I think. Otherwise, it'll become too repetitive. I mean, that's... Sometimes Sometimes re- repetition is what we want. That's that's what yeah. happened... Uh, that, <laughs> Star Wars. That's Star what Wars happened <laughs> with Six Sense. It's what happened with Seven, Eight, and Nine. That's, that was the problem, is that they had three different directors for three different movies. Mm-hmm. And we all know how that turned out, but let's not try and get to sequels territory yet again. (laughs) Not yet. Maybe we'll dedicate an episode to absolutely hating it. Maybe we'll even find some good thing about it. Um, maybe that's a huge maybe it might be like a two-minute podcast um episode Youngling seven slayer 9000 <laughs> no we can just talk about we can oh, just we talk to... about episode seven and how well it set up a good trilogy that's and then how that. bad eight and nine let's, ruined it yeah let's talk yeah. about the positives before we talk about <laughs> not, the yet. Well, not yet not yet yeah yeah the villain for winter soldier falcon so show will be pretty cool for me at least because i've i don't really know much about this guy so it'll be dope but uh does anyone else have anything to add for that? Yes. Yes. He wields a sword. Okay. Sword. Like what kind of sword? <laughs> like a rapier kind of sword, which is funny because they probably won't add that in, but he did use a sword in the comics. That just paints a funny picture of him wielding a rapier, a sword, and then there's Bucky with the metal arm. And an and a AK. <laughs> and, an AK. <laughs> uh, yeah. and then the Falcon with wings. Well, well, like, the, I think uh, the comics wanted to portray was that like Zemo was the sword to kill and Cap was the shield to protect. And that was ah, like the, uh, I see. Or it could just be like the modern day uh, Romeo and Juliet <laughs> where their guns are just named as swords (laughs) 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 or death rays the children killer 5000 i'm pretty sure it's the youngling slayer 9000 yeah my bad my bad (laughs) that's big sad yeah Yeah. i'm just like super excited for all um they're like the the tension between them that they're setting up like in the trailer Mm-hmm. That they're both kind of fighting for like the worthiness to wield the shield and oh, yeah, that kind of stuff. Donuts, that's good. And they go to therapy. <laughs> it's real great. But Anyways, we're gonna talk about uh, <laughs> Tom Holland MCU 
fame it's and Disney. Um, the Tom the Tom Holland fame in the MCU in comparison to Daisy Ridley's uh, Star Wars fame. Yeah. So basically, what happened was there's an article, and Daisy has an interview, and she explains because they're on Chaos Walking together. She explains like the comparison of her Star Wars fame versus Tom Holland's MCU fame. And we just watched that at the before we recorded, so it's all kind of fresh in our minds a little bit. So I'm curious, what's your first thoughts? I personally think that <clears throat> Tom Holland is like a better actor, but like comparing the two, like Marvel and like comparing Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley is kind of odd because we all know that seven, eight, and nine really flopped. It doesn't, so, doesn't even matter if you like if you're a fan of the sequels. Like, yeah, the, they're they, Disney lost money because of it. Yeah, but like it, I think Daisy Ridley could have done well, but like she did what she she, she, she did, did well. what she, she did, did what well. she was told to do. Yeah, yeah, mm. she did that. She did what she was told to do well, but what she was told to do was it it garbage. Did. Didn't so. it didn't sell? No, they fly they, now. They fly now. <laughs> They fly now. They fly now. <laughs> that's like the that's usually one of the best means to come out of the sequels. They fly now. <laughs> I mean, and like the I don't know if you could recognize me because of my red arm. <laughs> the like the the training montage. <laughs> oh my word! <laughs> like okay, so they have so much content. Like sword. Like sorry, sword. They have so much saber like choreo- choreography that they could have used. For her training montage, but instead they went for they swing like a bat at a rock, at a rock, on a cliff. Choreography. Right. Uh, there's there's also one part, and Star Wars Theory on YouTube does another video about it. And Daisy Ridley had no idea what her character was gonna be in Episode Nine. Like she, like none of the cast knew. John Boyega had no idea. He was like, you're going to advertise a black man holding a lightsaber in a Stormtrooper costume. And then you're going to cast him aside in the next two movies. Like, he was a background character. He was. He was, he was advertised to be a Stormtrooper turned Jedi. I'm pretty sure that's based off of, like, Kyle Katarn in Old Republic, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. I just discovered his name, like, not that long ago. <laughs> He's a Stormtrooper turned Jedi. My, my thing is that I... I disagree with lots of the moves that Disney made with Star Wars. I disagree that um, the they one. canceled uh, the EU. I feel like there was lots more content that they could have drawn on. Um, for example, um, Disney's very choosy with the content. Um, Grand Admiral Thrawn is a EU character. He's part of a very uh, th- he's a part of a three book arc that is very very good. Was that the that's the Timothy? Timothy Zahn, uh, the Thrawn trilogy. Um, it was very good, but they only took Thrawn from that whole series and put him in Rebels. I didn't... I can come, I completely see where that's coming from because I've heard those books are very good, and I've heard many snippets from the books in audio form. And they're... Yeah, they're very good. And then they take him. He's still a pretty good villain in Rebels, though. Don't get me wrong, but they did Disneyfy him a lot to dumb him down. But he's yeah. still very cunning, and he's he's supposed to be like the greatest admiral, like tactical admiral of all, like of all Star Wars. And I think it makes sense for them to bring him in in the future of the Star Wars shows. 
just for this simply for the fact that who's going to rival Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano after Re- Return of the Jedi? There's <laughs> right at this time, five years after Return of the Jedi, there's no one to rival them. So if you're going to bring in any sort of villain, it's going to be a very tactical. It's got to be a very tactical villain because mm-hmm. he he has fought or he's done battle plans against the Kanan Jarrus people and that whole little squad. He's been able to outsmart them and they're Jedi. So if he's got the potential to even like like rival Anakin Skywalker because they've been countered each other in the EU, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. If he's able to sway his way around with Anakin Skywalker, one of the most powerful Jedi in that time era, then he's going to be he's more than capable to take on Luke and Ahsoka Tano easily. Maybe not easily, but he's got a very good chance to take him out if they really wanted to. But we got the Mandalorian, though. <laughs> yeah, Stin Jaren. He's gonna <laughs> a dad yes. who just wants to get his kid into the right kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> and, and hopefully Boba Fett. But it's like that's that's the thing with all these shows. It's like it's the it's the Filoni verse. Mm-hmm. We got Dave Filoni behind Star Wars now and John Favreau. The direction of Star Wars at this point is like, I'm hype. Mm-hmm. As simple as that. I'm yeah. Hyped. High Republic is gonna be. I feel like it's gonna be good. Did you hear about Geo? The TV shows are going in the right direction, but the movies are not. Really Which is why High direction. Republic is such like a really. <laughs> did, did you see the Geode thing? I did not. What? Holy cow! Okay, so they announced. I don't, I don't, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna botch this, but this is what I've heard. They announced the second or third issue of either the comic or the novels, and they just started pushing up this content for High Republic, and. In one of the comic snippets, they introduced a character called Geode. And guess what this Geode character is? Bro, he's a male rock. It's a male rock. <laughs> Does it say male rock? Because I'm pretty sure it was Actually. just rock. <laughs> Gender, male. <laughs> and apparently this Geode. thing is very capable of piloting an entire ship. Yeah, he acts as and a navigator uh, here, I a transport from starship vessel. I have, it on, I have it on Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Yeah, same, same website. Yeah. Wikipedia is the source of all Star Wars content. It's True. very, very reliable. Geode was a Vincian male who acted as a navigator of the transport ship vessel alongside the pilot Leox. Um, it's a bloody rock. Yeah, see. Yeah. It's, a, it's a rock. It's literally a rock. His, his a tall, dark gray, yeah. flinty, and flaky rock. <laughs> rock. Yeah, no, I, I, they, they have a lot of stuff they could be using. There's like a lot of stuff they could use, and um, what's the who's who directed? Um, Kathleen Kennedy said she's like we worked really hard to, but there's not a lot of um source material that we could have drawn on. Oh and man, there's a meme and it's like <laughs> so there's no source standard. material in comics, in books, in video games, Visual like Star Killer. <laughs> there's literally so much. But they opt for not doing that because they're like, it's not original. It's not. It's not canon. What happened? No way. It's called Legends for a reason. Make it canon. Dave did. Please. A few things. Mm. Mando. But basically, Disney goes, oh, yeah, we don't have any source material. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to make the Force female. We're going to contradict our own trilogy. And we're going to give you the worst supporting character of all time. And advertising be one of the main. And there's people like, and, oh. they're, and his, his character's black. What happened to BLM? <laughs> right? And then there's some they're people that are like, oh, the Clone Wars aren't canon. And then Ahsoka isn't canon because she was in the Clone Wars. <laughs> right. 
watched The Mandalorian. <laughs> She's canon. She's now. canon. <laughs> Anybody that thinks Clone Wars is in canon should is living under a rock. They're living I under mean, I can understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand how people would think that the movie, if you've ever watched the first Clone Wars movie, I'm assuming you have. I w- it started with a movie. I watched yeah. it in theaters in 2008. Yeah. That was. Ahsoka was a bat. Uh, a bat. <laughs> she was the ray training bat choreography. Yeah, she was. She was a brat, but it set her up. Like it set her character. Like she was a. She was pretty much a brat in the first couple seasons. Season one and two. Yeah, yeah. but then like her character developed, and that was that was that was good. Like she matured like a lot. Um, when we saw her in season seven, like from. Of course. Yeah, I think. Uh, we segued a lot in there. This is where the fun begins. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, for me, this whole this whole fame comparison. The thing is, you can take the MCU and divide it into its own trilogies. We talked about this last night. We had you can do Captain America in his own trilogy. You can do Iron Man in his own trilogy. You can do Thor in his own trilogy. Even Ant Man's got his like there's only two. Spider Man, but he's got a duology. He's got his own story in there too. Spider Man actually can be labeled a a trilogy of stories. Soon. If you take sort of the first Actually, movie of each series and you put them together. <laughs> I feel like you're trying to go somewhere and you have no idea how to go there. <laughs> um, because each <laughs> has a different villain. Each 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 um Spider Man film, starting with obviously Toby Maguire and then Andrew Garfield and then Tom Holland, each one has a different villain that we commonly see uh, as an enemy of Spider Man. Right. So We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. It's coming. But it's like what I'm saying is like you can divide the MCU into different trilogies by themselves if you just focus on one hero. The thing is with Star Wars is that it's an ent- it's an entire franchise. The ent- like the entire nine movies, whether we like the sequels or prequels or originals or not, all nine films are one story. And t- uh, technically, if you like, according to Disney, according to Disney, the nine films are one story of the Skywalker like legacy. According to Disney, I'm not agreeing with the sequels at all. Just don't get me wrong here. <laughs> but that's the thing, because da- like with Ray coming in, which she makes no sense, but she's continuing a legacy in quotations to just continue the the story of Skywalker, which was ultimately flopped. But she's carrying a franchise compared to Tom Holland, who's coming in as one specific hero throughout a massive universe. This is she's thrown into a story which i think that's a massive thing yeah a i think massive what, difference. i think what you're trying to say is you can take the marvel universe and you can separate it into different categories almost different storylines whereas yeah, in star wars it's all one continuous so yeah. trying to say that what's her name i'm so bad at names daisy ridley trying to say that daisy ridley is comparing her to tom holland is almost not possible it's like comparing an apple and an orange i mean my so my problem is that um with the toss we're going back to eu with the tossing of uh eu um ben so ben solo isn't actually ben solo kylo ren is technically supposed to be luke skywalker's son right that was with the marriage yeah it's her yeah um his name is supposed to be ben skywalker yeah, and Luke is supposed to have um, three, 
three children. One of them supposed to be called Anakin Skywalker. I thought that was Han and Leia's name. Um, Anakin. Oh Skywalker. yeah, yeah. Anakin. Well, I think he took his mom's name, but um, there's supposed to be a Jaina as well. There's there is supposed to be a Ben. Um, there's supposed to be an Anakin, but um, Ben is supposed to turn to the dark side. But a huge just as a Skywalker, guy. not as a a solo. Right. And my thing is, um, going back to the Skywalker saga, Rey isn't actually a Skywalker. She's a Palpatine. Or that's how they portrayed her, which is... In the ninth film, the last second, that they could actually spoiler. get Ian McDermott. <laughs> Rey who? Rey who? Rey Skywalker. I thought it was Rey Star Wars. If... If they needed a female lead, they could have they could have had Luke have a daughter, and they could have named like Jaina Skywalker. It's not the Jedi way. <laughs> Who cares about the Jedi way when there's at only that, two? At that <laughs> at that point, there is literally no Jedi. Chaotic Moody was allowed to Jedi have children. I know. Let's let's talk but. about that. Chaotic Moody was allowed to have children. He had like what seven wives. His race was um, thinning. It was uh, going into extinction. We also so, have remission, though. Yes, but because of that. here's the thing. If his race was going to extinction and he was allowed to reproduce, wouldn't that be the same for Jedi? If the Jedi way is going to become extinct, oh. then... I, th- I think the biggest thing is, <laughs> th- through the philosophy of not having any formed attachments, you can still get around, technically. It is explained in the High Republic novel, of what I've heard, that they can still do any sort of that sexual relation stuff but they can't form attachments so they can get around but if they, so form they can the do casual shit <laughs> yeah they can do casual stuff it's all good <laughs> according to the jedi way but at that but then also when you bring in something like order 66 it's said in revenge of the sith that palpatine said that with this order the jedi will be like they won't be aware of it so the jedi had no idea that their extinction was literally going to happen within a, like a week's time which is right? depressing. Which is very depressing when you take a massive scheme of things. But that's the thing. That's why they didn't change their law. Because they had no idea that was going to happen. Yeah. Right? Mace was tossed out the window. Fisto, Agent Kolar, Stacey Tin all die in the Senate. And then Order 66 is unleashed. All the Jedi are dead. And it all dies in the Senate. Yeah. Arguably. But if you read the comics. If the comic the nerd comics. here. If, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a... <laughs> quite a number of jedi that survived but yeah. um two uh two being uh the the one i do remember his name is Arana coffee um he tries to kill darth vader but he kills one of his fellow jedi to try and get a stab at vader and ultimately they all die but um but not like, vader though yeah not vader obviously <laughs> <laughs> obviously fought armor dude come on um going back to um the um relations that like the easiest way to make a jedi is <laughs> to make love to me <laughs> that's that's the tried tested like um before the the, the only way they could uh, get jedi was by they'd had they had jedi go out they had through the galaxy case. which is why they're they're guardians they're protectors they go out through the galaxy and one of their primary um objectives was to find new jedi Wait, by stealing. To find, to find, to kidnap young The kid, the kidnap younglings <laughs> that would be slain by Darth Vader. I don't think that was their plan, but that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, the, I guess the, I kind of, I do kind of agree with Ridley on the fact that, I mean, she was kind of just 
thrown in there into the mix of the story without any establishment. But that's about all I've got. I think, that. yeah, no. Episode 7 did good setup, like Adrian said, but they they needed to do something more with it. Instead of having Luke toss his lightsaber that he hasn't seen in 40-plus years behind his shoulder they, into they, the swamp. They made Luke seem like a, a coward. They Which... They demoted, I guess I guess that's fair in this kind of situation. They demoted Leia, Han, and Luke, the OGs from 40 years ago from the original trilogy. They made them all into hermits, literally. Luke was literally made a hermit to set up the female character based on, <laughs> based on the political correctness, yeah. which is dumb. It, like, Which, it's I mean, it's not a story. horrible thing that she was a female character. No, it's not. They just could have done it better. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> they, the setup was I can't not great. I can't stand people who tell me that, oh, Ray's a great character. If you don't like Ray, you don't like female characters. I'm like, yeah. bro. We Padme, like Leia. We like Ahsoka. Ahsoka we like Padme. Bo-Katan. The Mandalorian does it right. You had, in the finale of Mando Season 2, Carrot. you had a... You had a setup of four female yeah. characters in the Mando, and the Mandalorian's in the background in this episode, literally until the last like fifteen minutes. And then you have the four female characters walking through the ship, just demolishing people. And I was like, "Hell yeah, let's go!" That's the right way to do it. Yeah, yeah. They established characters, made them likable, it, it and they kick be ass. Forced. That's what happened. It wasn't forced at all. In my it, opinion. Yeah, that it shouldn't be forced. It wasn't. It wasn't. But <clears throat> going to. Avengers Endgame. <laughs> I was literally thinking <laughs> yeah. that too. We talked about going back to the MCU. Yeah, we talked um, about this last week too. Yeah, no, that 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 whole setup where it was all the females. They're like, if they Here, had gone, give me the gauntlet. If she's they had gone done. and done, um, like, all the females fighting, or with with all the males, but like focusing on the females and then like doing that kind of a montage where they like went back and forth between the mm -hmm. the females. Mm -hmm. That would have been good. It would have been natural. It would have been like, okay, I can see this happening in the middle of a battle. Like, you're focusing on the females. Right. But putting them all together in a line is like, like, okay, okay, girls, that. let's go. We're going to all line up and we're going to like, go. but that's not how that'll, that's not how it would work. No. But here's, here's my math. Like, here's my biggest issue with it. We just, I watched the game two weeks ago. Adrian did too. The last week. It wasn't last week. I don't know, but anyways, the how the movies how the movies set it up was that you had Thanos call in the rain fire command, and all the missiles fired on the battleground. Doesn't matter who died; everyone is flying around. The heroes are getting tossed around as well, and then everything stops. Cannons point towards some random ass part in the clouds, and Tony Stark's like, "Friday, what are they firing at? Something at?" And then. Friday goes like something entered the atmosphere. Captain Marvel swoops in, punches her way through the command ship of Thanos, the biggest ship in the MCU at this point, with no problem. Couple sweeps in and out four times, the entire thing goes down. Lands on the ground, meets Peter Parker on the ground. And then you, you know, scared little teenage boy. I'm Peter Parker. Hi, Peter Parker. You got something for me? Gives her the gauntlet. Like how you memorize know. this movie. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna get through all that. She's got hell. 
It's like, bro, did you not see her take out the entire bloody command ship <laughs> literally two minutes ago? Yeah, she are you kidding me? <laughs> She's she is arguably the most powerful Avenger. Yeah, why does she need help? But then the whole and then after they show all the females, I don't care if it's a female battle. Infinity War does it right. But the yeah. thing is, the biggest thing, the biggest problem with this is that Black Widow is not in front. Because she's... The OG... <laughs> well, okay, but obviously it didn't work for yeah, that yeah. specific yeah, moment, yeah. but there's no impact for it. No. Because Black mm-hmm. Widow's dead at that point. And that's the big problem, because she was the OG female character that started in the MCU. She was introduced in Iron Man 2. She, uh, she's another great female lead. Yeah. She had the biggest impact. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Lucas, for that. I love great it. Great, you're 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 holding in that laughter for a good while. I was trying to see how long you drag you out. But then you go to Infinity War, and you got Scarlet Witch struggling, and then Black Widow comes in, and Okoye comes in, and it, and yeah, I can't even say that, that name. Okoye, 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 Okoye. They come in and help her out, and that was dope. It was the natural. The setup was right. It was natural. Yeah. And like you said before, it was in the midst of a female and male mixed battle. It's, it's a battle. Like, it it's a battle. Like, gender, no- like, whatever gender norms are there, it doesn't matter because you're literally just fighting for one goal. Exactly. They're not going to go and all stand in a line just for the sake of standing in a line. They're just going to they're just gonna fight because that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. You had three female heroes and one female villain. It was four females fighting each other in that little ditch area. But the difference is the setup was way more yeah, natural this, and proper. This goes back to the Clone Wars season seven. Spoilers if you haven't seen it. <coughs> Ahsoka and uh, Bo-Katan. We have one common enemy. The setup for the Siege of Mandalore. And I just got chills. <laughs> that, was, that was a perfect setup, the, the way it was written. Mm-hmm. And but I, think, I think this is our little transition to the Clone Wars series. We wanted to top, talk about the top arcs, which I think we can. I think most of us can all okay, agree so that the Siege of Mandalore is easily the top arc in the entire Clone Wars series. I mean, it's kind of biased, but okay. I think I think that <laughs> it's uh, top um, three at least because season seven came so uh, so far after the the rest of seasons one through six. We can agree that most of season seven was good, mm-hmm. save the two episodes with Ahsoka in the beginning because that was oh. a little disappointing oh, um it but the best arc, like let's let's talk about let's talk about og star wars the clone wars let's talk about the best arcs in the seasons one through six one because through six. season seven was a bombshell it was it was so good it was a bombshell in a good way in a good way <laughs> um it was great i think i think personally that um the umbaran arc is one of the best arcs because oh, yeah, it, it it shows humanity to the clones like it gives them mm-hmm. it gives them a sense of like we're not just clones we're actually we're like human i think that what made that setup so good though was because that's season four correct? that is season four yeah you had three and a half seasons that also referenced that that clones are humans and they all have indiv- individual personalities Plo Clo- Koon said that yoda said that in the opening arc of the series Plo Koon said that and I believe the same season. So you kind of establish the fact that clones are different humans with individual thoughts and views, only to bring in the Embaran arc all about the clones, and you bring in a four-armed, force-wielding, double-bladed lightsaber-like villain. Pawn Krell. Pawn Krell. Good, I mastered. If you have no idea. 
the thing is, if he wasn't set up to hate, like to throw the clones into stupid situations, everyone would have had Pong Krell as one of the most badass people. He still was, but people would love him. But because of his philosophy, people every like every Clone Wars diehard fan hates the crap out of this Pong Krell guy just for the sake of hating the clones. Mm-hmm. But because of their humanity setup for the three and a half seasons before, that's how Embara works so well. Second arc. On or, top of him making the clones fight each other. That's true. And lying to both of those. Which was 212 and 501st. I, yeah. Both of them saying like, oh, the enemy is dressed up in clone armor. Shoot them. They also right. set that up pretty good, too, because mm-hmm. you're like, hey, there's a possibility that he's not making shit up. Until Rex takes off the helmet of one of the 212 troopers, and he's like, dude, we're killing our own, our own men. We gotta yeah. stop. So he's like, he throws a massive set of balls and runs through the, mass, through the middle of the battlefield to stop him from shooting. And then they have the cinematic shot of the 212 and the 501st coming in from either side of the screen to show them that they're the exact same. They're, they're the same. They're the same people. Which they're is like such an emotional moment, really. <laughs> the Spider-Man meme. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the three, yeah. <laughs> and again, arguably, this isn't quite an arc because it's not all in the same. But uh, Del- or Delta Squad. or Domino yeah, Squad. Domino Squad, sorry. I can't. Yeah. Domino Squad. It, it Yeah, there's episodes here and there. But I really, really enjoyed like the buildup of those clones. Like you, you really got invested in, like Domino Squad. It's like who, who's gonna like? I'm gonna bring in season seven for sure. Just it connects to season three, because Echo dies in the Citadel season three. Yeah, and everyone goes, oh shit, Five's lost another guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's like right. You mentioned a name of a clone trooper, in episode two, the live action attack of the clones. You saw the clone army. You're like, wow, that looks sick. But then the Clone Wars, you're like, Five's lost one of his another best friend. Mm-hmm. Right, that's how that's what the Clone Wars was meant for meant to do. So when he comes back in season seven, you got the entire fan base going, "Holy shit, Echo's back! Are you kidding me? This is awesome!" The last one, the last one, and it's so like the in season six too when they had um when Fives. they had fives and top. That is, it's so so emotional because you're heart. like it's that broke my heart. you just really want to hate those um, temple clones. Those temple clones, bro. You also, I, I completely understand that. But at the same time, Commander Fox is also Good directly under Palpatine. And yeah, Fox here. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, I can, I kind of understand Fox's little instant to shoot because he was Fives was armed. He was a little crazy to the point because of from a certain point out. of view. So Fox's or uh, Fox's. First reaction is to shoot the guy. I mean, who wouldn't, right? He he was but just stunned. Yeah, but stunned. Yeah, I do they agree. Stunned. Stunned. There's stun. a reason. Because uh, those temple clones are under the direct uh, jurisdiction or order of Palpatine. Yeah, exactly. He definitely wanted Fives to die. Of course, that was the whole. That's why. That's why they shot him. Because he knew too much. Yeah. But isn't there, isn't there simply isn't that, that, that's Fox, what the episode's called, right? Like, uh, who knew too much conspiracy i think yeah i think that's the arc which one the first arc of season six with fives yeah uh the first one is the unknown where top starts where to top starts killing the clone conspiracy diff, like starts mm-hmm. to go crazy and then the conspiracy is the second one when five starts to figure stuff out that's what an arc trooper does man we got a, a 
I got. I, I feel bad for Fox because the guy is simply doing his job. That's he was told to shoot. He's doing his job. Yeah. But of course, because you're rooting for fives to at least survive the the whole thing, or at least have his mind wiped for that. Because I guess if you have a chip in your head, you can get your mind wiped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it goes that complex. But he's a clone. He's defective. They can make more. They just kill him off. Think, yeah. Which is yeah. that's the thing with that's the prong girl thing because yeah. he believe he thinks that the clones are expendable. They're expendable. That well, so we we know other like of course we, we know, know other otherwise. Ways. We yeah. know otherwise, but that that's what cl- like clones are. They're meant to be reproduced effectively, and that was the whole point in episode two. Yeah, yeah. With a million more on the way. Two hundred thousand on ready to go. A million more. I feel like the buildup as well, if you guys remember, it's a very obscure episode, but Rex um, uh, is with the 501st, I believe. Of course. On, um, I forget what planet, but um, they go uh, on a speeders. Uh, Rex gets shot, wounded, goes to a farm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Find They find a clone trooper who's yeah. defective, or um, he defected. Defected. Defected, but also defective yeah. because his chip isn't. Is 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 either gone or not working? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was he was part of the original batch for going to Genosis. In yeah. Episode two. So that started Rex's um tra- tra- transformation. His development. Kind of. His development. Yeah. Well, it, it started when with, with with Anakin being the his the general. Right. It just. I think I, despite Anakin turning to the dark side, there was a lot of good he did. Of course, that's yeah. Yeah, which it shows the entire Clone Wars. I think you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the entire Clone Wars, the whole reason why because Palpatine started it, we all know this based on Clone Wars and the Revenge of the Sith. Yep, he designed the Clone Wars in such a way that it was a test for Anakin to see if he can lead an army, which he did. And then in the Empire, he leads Vader's fists. So the entire, for me at least, the Clone Wars is literally just a test to see how good this Anakin Skywalker could be in a military situation. I don't know if that's That's, fresh. I don't know if that's a fresh look for you guys. That that's actually because uh, we all know that. the the conflict between Sith and Jedi is a very extensive and um, it can be it can it well it's an extensive um, slot of like it takes a, it takes a while like the Sith don't they're not hasty oh no like Palpatine waited a long time for this plan to come in motion Just so because. I have no doubt that that might have been one of the factors leading up to um like the destruction of the Jedi like he was. Palpatine was seeing if, or Sidious, whatever you want to call him, was seeing if Sky, like Anakin, could lead an army. Yeah. At least that's a new take. I kind of sort of thought. Yeah, of I mean, I think that's ago. that's that that makes sense. Because in some way, Anakin's one of the main characters in the Clone Wars. That was his final test. Actually, that's that's another thing. Um, I think that um, the Clone Wars is just Ahsoka's. Story. 100 percent. Yeah, that's what the way so it's it it's Ahsoka's story. Like we don't, we know, we know, we already know stuff about Anakin. We know stuff about Obi Wan. It flushes them out, yeah, but we don't know anything about Ahsoka. No. So it sets up like Ahsoka's story. 
Yeah. I just wish they could have made an, another a, a movie about her. Like maybe added her into seven, eight, nine. Like, I mean, they did. Her voice was there, but that's not really. Doesn't count. It. <laughs> they. Again, they had so much stuff. Why couldn't they? Uh, it's a big sad, dude. It's a big sad. We all cry every day thinking about that word sequel trilogy, word combo. Another, I guess, another arc we can go dive into is the Mortis arc. Season three. True. Yes. Yes. That is a very, it's, it's so, it, it shows you the real nature of light. Like dark isn't, dark isn't bad. It's just, it's what you use it. Per, it's, yeah, it's, it's what it's perceived as. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like a phone. A phone can be bad. It can be good. But like, it's how you, it's how you perceive it. It's how you use, how you it. use it. So literally everything. It, yeah. whether or not George Lucas had this in mind when he created Mace Windu's character, Mace Windu is the pinnacle of the uh, was, dark side of the Force being utilized because it, I was thinking that. going into deep, deep lore—not deep lore—but his fighting style Vapor, is um, is very, very similar to that of uh, dark, uh, dark side, dark, um, dark Force wielders. Like his fighting style is. It's aggressive. It, it's aggressive. Mm-hmm. It's the seventh form, which yeah. is which is called Vapod, and he developed another variant of it that basically, whenever he's fighting a dark side user, because they're dark side users using their dark force energy onto him, he's developed a way to kind of absorb that energy and then transfer it back to you, that person. So he kind of recycles the dark energy and fights back with it. So the difference between which is a very easy difference between him and Anakin. Mace was able to use it to his advantage. He could beat Dark Force users because he knew how to do it. Like a chair? <laughs> Literally, he <is> a chair. <laughs> but he was, a, he was able no. to use the Dark Side of the Force to f- beat Dark Side users fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Much, like, of course, what we've seen, he's only f- he's fought Palpatine Mother Talzin. It's as far as I'm aware, yeah, like recycling their own power. It's it's literally. because he he's there's a reason why he's like the second most powerful Jedi on in in the in the order in the order. Like next to, if you want to go into specifics, like Yoda and then Mace Windu and Obi Wan are, and I mean if you want to call Qui Gon, but Obi Wan was also considered Although, one of the. I mean, Qui-Gon is the reason why Yoda, yeah. Obi-Wan, Anakin even became Force Ghosts. So I would put Qui-Gon even above Obi-Wan. Even above uh, Yoda and Maze, just for the sake of discovering immortality. Yeah. Yes. Qui-Gon, Qui- like, yeah, Qui-Gon, if, again, goes back to Clone Wars, the, the, that arc with Yoda and R2-D2. My favorite um, arc. The season where Qui-Gon leads season Yoda to immortality, or immortality in the that Force. Mm-hmm. That, it, that, that's going deep lore as well. Like they, that's, they literally made Darth Bane canon mm-hmm. in that episode alone, <laughs> which I'm okay with. Yeah, dar- like <laughs> again, EU is just so great. There's so much content. Like, Dave, Dave Filoni and John Favreau they take advantage of the, all the like the fact that they have all this lore they can work around. They brought dark troopers in the canon, yeah. the Mandalorian. They brought Darth Bane in the canon. They almost brought Revan, and Revan is. Uh, He's another one. He he was gonna bring two more into the he's into that technically finale of canon because um there is a stormtrooper squad or or a uh, new order or 
new order. First order squad named it's the Revan squad, which is the only good thing to come out of the yeah. first order. I hope that they make a Revan, t- either a TV show or a movie, because Keanu Revan. Reeves. I've I've also played um, Knights of the Old Republic. Um, I played it once long ago. It yeah, it's the story ago. is so good. It's got such a a good story that if they utilize it, it's. It'll it'll be popular, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing about the Star Wars. There's so much that they could jump into. Like, there's so much potential for it to grow, which is insane. It's like, like it's like because Marvel. they have lots of content. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly like Marvel. Like, there's comics that, like, mm-hmm. yeah. And there's just they, a lot. If they need something new, they can just write something, and then poof. I'm pretty wow. sure they're setting up the um, Secret Wars though. In Marvel, okay. I have a I have another <laughs> rant on that one. Um, my problem with Secret Wars is that yes, they could be setting up Secret Wars. The only problem is they made the scrolls into good guys. The scrolls are supposed to be the penultimate enemy of Secret Wars. The scroll it's supposed to there's supposed to be a conflict between scroll and Kree, and not an utter decimation of Kree by scroll or scroll by Kree. Okay. The Kree at this point uh, in the MCU, uh, whether or not we know so much about the scroll, are decimating this. Like, they're they're an extinction, a genocide, basically. But it's not supposed to be like... It's supposed to be pretty much uh, a 50-50 fight. Mm-hmm. But now, kind of like the, the scroll are refugees. They're um, just trying to find a home. Um they're revealing themselves which they don't do until they they like put their plan into action of taking over earth like they the first the first hero to be turned like to be taken up into space and be transformed or transformed to be like replaced is captain america but he's dead so obviously it's a different comic comic verse yeah it's a different universe for those of you who don't know what we're talking about basically the idea is that an entity called the beyonder would take a a bunch of different heroes and villains and transport them to a planet so they can basically fight it out so it's like the comics from what i'm reading here says captain america monica rambo who i have no idea who actually that's part of uh wandavision it's wandavision okay hawkeye iron man she hulk thor the wasp the hulk and then from Fantastic Four, the Human Torch, and Mr. Fantastic, and the Thing, and then Spider-Man, and then Colossus, Cyclops, Nightcrawler, Professor X, Rogue Storm, Wolverine, and Magneto from X-Men. Which, at first, at first read, it does sound like a lot of heroes that are like, okay, what are they going to do? There is so many heroes that are actually not scroll. <laughs> it's not funny. Because yeah. there's so much, there's, there's. The amount of of Avengers teams that there are, are Avengers in air quotes teams that there are is just insane. There's the New Avengers. There's the First Avengers. There's the American Avengers. There's the New American Avengers. There's uh, AIM, which is uh, both an organization and a superhero um, corporation, if you want to call it. <laughs> there's literally so many, so many heroes, and then there's also the Illuminati. I'm pretty sure that's real which, world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not in, well. It's Illuminati not is um, um, beast, beast, um, Prince, Prince Nemo, Prince Nemo of um Atlantis, 
Um, I, I wouldn't know. But yeah, I it's. Know. So when we talk about WandaVision next Doctor week. Doctor Strange. Aiden, you will be here, right? Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Maybe. Because yeah. we were supposed to be talking about the Clone Wars today. <laughs> <laughs> we're still talking about Clone Wars. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking we're going to start from season one of Clone Wars and then try to not talk about each individual watch and just like arcs throughout those each season. Probably just notable. You don't notable notable things, yeah. yeah. And then go th- um, overall uh, Clone Wars. What are your characters, favorite characters? Favorite Season arcs? one, Malevolence. Yes. That was dope. <laughs> I actually didn't, like, like watching it again, I did not realize it was the very, very first arc of the show. Mm-hmm. That was, like, yeah. that was the one right after the Yoda. It, yeah. I've, it felt kind of weird that they set up Clone Wars with a Yoda episode. With clones. Yeah. Like, that was a weird episode. It was a weird but it was setup. good because was good. right there, that first episode, it showed that the clones are individuals. And a saw. It's in the eyes. Yeah, I think that's a huge part of the Clone Wars is that they're they're setting it up as they're not just clones. They all have individual yeah. which characteristics is, and traits, which they pick up as the story progresses. With which the is tattoos. very evident in season seven. The yes. Bad Batch. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude. Also, <laughs> one of the great Bad Batch. Um, TV show coming out soon. Well, no, but then even May which the fourth is actually which is actually just Clone Wars season eight. Yeah, let's be <laughs> honest. <laughs> Can't wait to see Echo again. <laughs> even if we go <laughs> spoilers into the end of season seven, where Jesse is dead with all the clones there, and you can see the helmets, and you can tell which one is which based on the helmet that they were given with the designs and the symbols on it. Like the amount of individuality they gave the clones is ridiculous. Sorry, there reminds me another episode of um, uh, when the droids, what are they called, the uh, battle droids. But like, um, this is an old model from when they're from the main uh, thing. We're all individuals. Roger, 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 Roger. <laughs> <laughs> We're all individuals. <laughs> Roger, 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 Roger. Oh, oh literally. Yeah, I think that was like that's the. That's the greatness of the oh, like the first two seasons. Yeah, the animation isn't all that top tier, but they also just started. They had a very yeah. minimal budget. Mm-hmm. But the 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 thing that makes it so good though, for it's very rewatchable. Just for the sake of it, sets up the Clone Wars right. You have Yoda saying to them already. Like physical appearance, yeah, you're the exact same. But take your helmets off. They've all got their own individual haircut. Like, one of them's got, like, the buzz cut. One of them's got the classic, I guess, cut, you can say. And one of them's got the the, the two, I guess, like, two parts of hair. I don't even know how to explain it. The strips. It's like a double the mohawk. The reverse mohawk. It's like Literally. a double mohawk. Or a double mohawk. Or a double, a double reverse mohawk. The, the anti-mohawk? The anti-mohawk. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and the further on in that season, I think, is... With the Plo Koon episodes, Malevolence. Yeah, it was Malevolence. Yep. Yeah. Um, they, the clone, one of the clones is like, no one's going to find us or we're expendable. Not and then to me. Literally. What he said, literally. Not <laughs> <to> me. <laughs> Which, uh, it's, it's Which is the beautiful thing about the mm. Clone Wars is that you can make something that was set up in, in, the, in the live action prequel trilogy that they're just kind of there to look dope. The Clone Wars does a beautiful thing in expanding that into like no, they're not. They're they're, 
The Clone Wars really made me love Plo Koon Plo- in that first episode. He was I think that's also the other point. They, the Clone Wars also... The Clone Wars also expands the fact that the Jedi who die in Revenge of the Sith also have a very elaborate story to them as well. They set up Plo Koon. They set up Ayla Sakura for yes. dedicated four episodes. Mm-hmm. They dedicated Plo- uh, Kit Fisto to the under the, oh, to the underworld, oh. uh, underwater episodes um, in season three. They set up can't remember. Uh, Eth Koth even in the General Grievous episodes with uh, Grievous's lair. Mm-hmm. And oh, who else is there again? Kiani Mundi. Yep. Second panel of Geonosis. He was dope. It just it just kind of like it wasn't a lot, but it was enough to go like, okay, these characters have something to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, I mean, you could say Luminara and um, oh yeah, her too, Barris, 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 you traitor. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my favorite arc for season one was the the one with R two in it. Oh, R2 lost. Like the, down, the downfall of a droid and the duel of the droids. That was awesome. Duel of the droids. <laughs> duel of the droids. Yeah. I don't know. My favorite was the um, the blue virus one. The yeah. blue shuttle virus. Yeah. <laughs> that was that's uh, good. Yeah. What is this? And then they all almost died. Actually, so cool cool fact about Plo Koon. Uh, Plo Koon was actually the first person, that, or the first person. He, he found Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah, which is which I showed. which makes me like him even more. <laughs> I just wish they had they had an episode about Plo Koon, like or maybe even dedicated to Plo Koon, like Ahsoka's origins because they don't they don't totally go into that. It's a yeah. very flashback. I mean, if you want to call seasons one through whatever Ahsoka's origins, because they kind of are sort of like as a Padawan, that's your origin as a Jedi, like. You for basically you forget yeah. where you're from, or you forget where you're from, mm-hmm. and your family is the Jedi. That's because they're taken at such a young age. Yeah, you can't form that attachment no. to your family. That's why they question Anakin joining their order mm. in the first place. Because he had an as well as Luke, but Luke was an exception. Luke was an exception just for the sake that for the he was one of the only Jedi that survived, and he was. Let's face it, he was the only one who had a, ca- a chance to fight Vader. Yeah, I mean, there's no order. Or Jedi Council when Luke was born. I know. That's why. Yeah, he's no, he created. He created his own Jedi Sorry. order. Um, there was. It just when he was of age, there wasn't. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was just old men, and he was born at the end of the Jedi Council. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Because of Big Sad. Because of Big Sad. <laughs> Quite literally. You said that. How do you? Like, I need like reference thumbnails to these episodes to even keep going with this right now. Yeah, we can link <laughs> thumbnails below. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Click like and subscribe. <laughs> Turning more and more into a YouTube video. No. Um, anything else from season one? Just read off the URL. H T T P S. Yes. W W Um. Anything else from season one? I don't know. Yeah, this is why I need to see the thumbnails. I guess it kind of gave a good introduction to Grievous. Yeah, a little bit. Especially the um. Grievous's layer. Kit Fisto and Mon Calamari. His uh, his name Calamari is and he gets that's that's up. his race. He gets sliced up. Mon Cal, but yeah, that's actually so the race is called Mon Calamari, but their plan is called Mon Cal. Hmm. Mon Cal. Oh yeah, Jedi. Yeah. 
Nadar Vib. There it is. Yep. That was sad because he was very headstrong and he was like, you could, you could um, really relate with him because his, um, was it his previous master? No, he was a, he was a knight, right? He wasn't a, yeah, he wasn't a, he wasn't a Padawan. Yeah, he was Jedi. He was a Jedi. And his Jedi. former Padawan. Yeah. 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 So he was Kit Fisto's Padawan. Yeah. <laughs> What's another? I'm trying to get into his Disney Plus account. Oh. I need something else. <laughs> I'd do it without the dot. I just, I just went on Wikipedia. In the beginning. Anyways. <laughs> there we go. Um, season two? Season two. The title of the season apparently is Rise of the Bounty Hunters. Yeah. Cad Bane is dope. Cad oh, Bane is dope. If anyone could rival a Jedi, it'd be Cad Bane. Uh, I mean, you've got a massive, you got a massive list of bounty hunters. Could, but <laughs> Cad Bane was easily one of the top picks to uh, yeah. fight a Jedi. I mean, he did. Hondo. <laughs> Hondo. Hondo. <laughs> this planet is no longer profitable. <laughs> Probably quoted that wrong. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, there was that huge bit about the. Bounty Hunters and Obi-Wan and Anakin chasing Cad Bane. Because Cad Bane's trying to steal younglings. The holocaust of younglings. Yeah. And then, you know, yes. And then there was Clovis's fall. Clovis's fall, okay. Oh. Clovis, whether we like him or not, gave Padme character. I just... <laughs> yes, that is true, that is true, yeah. It, it's part of her past that we don't know about, and it's like... It's like a, a rivalry between Anakin because we all know Anakin's uh, the heart heart for Ahsoka. Or Ahsoka. Whoa! He loved Ahsoka like a daughter. Um, like a, a sister, sister, I'd say. I'd probably say like, sister. No, I think I like know. a daughter. I'd you? probably say sister. Yeah. <laughs> My older brother. She said that. That's, yeah. Anyways. I mean, that's true. It's funny she, she even said, oh, I learned that. Skywalker Academy. <laughs> Skywalker. She's more of I've a. Never heard that name. Okay, so we're talking about season two. The look of relief when she says she never heard that name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, okay, so we're we're discussing season two. So the beginning of the arc for Cad Bane, Holocron heist, Cargo of Dune. So you have mm-hmm. you have Anakin, Ahsoka, and the Five first trying to d- like get this Holocron back from Cad Bane because. He goes to the Jedi Temple, which is pretty dope for Cad Bane to do. But the thing is, what it set up was the incredibly strong attachment between a master and apprentice. Yeah. You see a little bit of that in episode one when Obi-Wan is kind of emotional reaction to Qui-Gon's death. To which she taps into the dark side and goes absolutely ham, which is dope. <laughs> but the thing is, it's not just him and Qui-Gon that has that attachment. It's Anakin and Ahsoka as well. The... The, the Anakin has a choice in a part of one of the episodes where he can choose between Ahsoka's life or taking the holocron. And Ahsoka's like, take the holocron. Like, it's okay. I, I, I don't care. And Anakin's, I'm not going to let you die. There's no way. I'm not going to let anyone hurt you, Ahsoka. Never. Which is actually a quote from season six, uh, five. But. Mm-hmm. but it just shows the incredible attachment of a master and apprentice, which is actually one of the biggest importances in star wars within that era i do i do think that 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 attachment might 
it's it's not it's not completely void of other apprentice and jedi but i think it's just a special especially special with anakin and ahsoka right mm-hmm. i mean it is about her so you because can, uh, give that in in the geonosis arc just um like literally which is the next arc which is also quite an important arc it is. sets up barris's um mm-hmm. sets up their friendship early yeah mm-hmm. um with the lambs luminara has uh um said to anakin you at, at some point you have to just learn to let them go which is one of the saddest things said ever yeah which he never he never learned to he never no. did which is part of the like it's part of the process when when the padawan becomes a knight like letting them go like not becoming attached because some of them are gonna die like you can't like you can't do anything to to fix that no yeah. um but i think part of the reason why barris like fell off the deep end might have been because luminara was too distant i agree um, she, it's not obviously the only reason, but no. but the, the, it was one of the most inc- important quotes there was from no the Luminara. But the, the, telling her, telling Anakin that unlike you, Skywalker, when when the time comes to let my Padawan go, I'm gonna let her go. Mm-hmm. Which is nobody was there to save Barris. No, no one's there. I mean, besides Ahsoka, nobody was there to like catch her from drowning. No. Which was the entire problem with the Jedi Order from the start. Yeah. Or uh, not from the start, but just from when they became too political through the Clone Wars. Uh, they didn't care about the fact that people need to be yeah, like close to, in order to make it through life, literally. Like yeah. that's real life too. But that's a whole other discussion. Besides that, th- that's the only reason I can think of for Barris like betraying the Jedi Order. Yeah. And literally that. using like Force choking isn't something that Jedi usually use. It's like a Sith. It's a... Well, if you want to... Yeah. It's a Sith Force Anakin ability. Anakin can do it. Anakin can do it. But we're talking Barris about Anakin here. Yeah. Um, well, but still. See, like, any... Th- that's the Rey, thing. I'm just going to say this real quick. Ray used lightning, even though it's apparently a Sith thing. Yeah. See... But you can still use um, it. Yes, just, you can still just use it. There's the no... dark side, but still seen in the light side. See, now. that's the problem. That's that's the kicker, is that any Jedi can become a Sith. That's easy. Mm-hmm. The problem is, once you use the Sith abilities, it's harder and harder to go back. It's like a drug. It's like an addiction. Because the dark force feeling that power is, like, insatiable. That's like Obi-Wan telling Maul that those who fall to the dark side are weak. Which is a season four. Yeah, they're weak. They yeah. they hold on to their stay power in the light while still, whatever, mm-hmm. having these bad feelings. But still stay in the light. They're stronger than any Sith could ever be. Yeah, yeah. Quite gotten Jin as a Force ghost. Dup dup dup. Do 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 do. Anyways, the uh, one of the I think one of the underrated episodes was the Brain Invaders. Oh, I hated yeah. that episode. Which, oh, as a kid, to me, the, the way creeps. <laughs> the the way I look at it is that the Brain Invaders was literally a first phase of Order sixty six. Because you oh, had an infection, you had an infection in the brain, and they were trying to kill people who were infected. Which is kind of like this: they went after yeah. Ahsoka and Barris, until Barris got infected as well. To which she went after Ahsoka because she wasn't infected. I thought you were going to say it's like a direct um, uh, connection to the Jedi. No. How they have 
once you're in the Jedi Order, you can't have any attachments. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Which is funny because they do have attachments. Their attachments are to the Jedi Order. Um, <laughs> but Only that's Sith deals in absolutes. That's that's the that's the attachment that they are allowed. Like that's the attachment that they should have. Like they should focus all their energy on being the role in the Jedi Order. Yeah. But besides that. But yeah, I think there's also a lot of foreshadowing. Six oh, six, like Cody Satine. Was about. <laughs> He's talking. Back. Go ahead. Oh, He's good. talking. Go on. No, Jeff. Satine. Go. Yeah. No, Jeff. Go. Yeah, I was just about to get No, I was just saying how it is really foreshadowing of 66. Um, mm. Order 66 with the clones turning on the Jedi and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But also, like, it goes to show how much they respect the clones. Like, their first thought is that something's wrong. Their first thought isn't that, you know, they flipped or they switched sides. They said, no, there's something wrong. Right. But, I mean, I think Ahsoka also thought that way because she's her master is a very emotionally attached person. Mm-hmm. So she's going to learn a lot of behavior simply just because she's under him. Mm. What she does in Season 7, her reaction to Anakin being given that mission to spy on the Chancellor, she's like, why? The Chancellor's a mentor to him. Which is the exact same reaction that Anakin gives Obi Wan and Reg and Sith. Mm-hmm. The exact same, mm-hmm. just different wording, of course. But so you're saying something about Satine? Yeah. Um. In season two, the the other arc is it fleshes out Obi Wan's character. The the, the Duchess. Yes. It just shows him that he's Satine. mentally capable of loving. Yes. I mean that. <laughs> well, we already knew that because of Anakin. But right. Well. You were like a but I think it, he it grew to love Anakin yeah. over time. Yeah, he he thought of Anakin as a lifeless or a pointless life form in episode one. <laughs> lifeless twat. Qui Gon. So initially, Qui Gon saw something in Anakin, but I bet I bet I yeah I think Obi Wan was a little indifferent. Obi Wan didn't care. Yeah, which is in he's indifferent. Right. He he didn't care, but he also didn't like hate his guts. He did it because his master wanted. Yeah, him. but at, like after Qui Gon died, like Obi Wan was felt obligated to. Yeah. But Which that also gives Zatine. Um, it gives Obi Wan backstory and more character in this arc in season two. Which, you know, it's Obi Wan. We want more content he, from him. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Like it shows him that. Um, he can still have attachment. He can still love someone, but still be strong in the force or in the light side. Which is, yeah. I really like that difference between Obi and Anakin. Because Obi-Wan's able to hide his... Or not hide, but he's able to control himself when it comes to emotional attachment. Anakin goes like head over heels, all in. Padme. <laughs> his mo- be his mindful mother. of your thoughts, Anakin. They betray you. Exactly, literally. <laughs> but they also sets up Mandalore and the whole Mandalorian culture because this is the f- this is like in if you go according to the timeline, this is the first time you see anything re- relatively about the Mandalorians as a culture, as a planet, society. I guess culture and society are the same thing. But it it really does it sets up like what you see in the Mandalorian in those in those final episodes. It just gives so much it it gives so much more depth to the Star Wars universe that people don't understand. Like the the complexity that the Clone Wars brings to the universe as a whole is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. 
it fleshes out so much of the characters that we just don't get content from. Right. Which is great. Mm-hmm. But another on uh, Ahsoka again, um, episode 11 of season two, uh, Lightsaber Lost also gives Ahsoka uh, a lot of character development in that episode alone. Because usually she's used to relying on her on her lightsabers to get things done and go keep going 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 but she's learning from an old jedi master i forget the name to take it slow and let the force guide you which really mm. changes how she views how she goes around things which comes back into later season um in the slave arc mm. season three no no slave arc is the i think it's season four or five I think it's season, not five. Pretty sure it might be two. Because season four is a lot of the dark turns. Mm. Or is it? I don't know. Anyways. As we look for. (laughs) As we look for. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah. Um, So after the Satine arc is the... We don't have to go through every single arc. I think we can just move yeah. on to the next season. Yeah. Season three, we've Nothing already really talked about. We, yeah, we really have the Mortis arc. It, it's, it gives, the thing is what the Mortis arc does. It gives an explanation of how the Force works, but it also adds to the mystery of the Force. And I think that's the most intriguing part of Star Wars as a whole because it focuses on the Force users. And, to be brutally honest, you have no idea the full extent of the Force. I don't think Star Wars will ever be able to get to that point. And that's the beauty of it. Because it's still so mysterious. Because you get the whole thing of the Chosen One. Anakin is like, like I don't even know if I am the Chosen One. Like People tell me this all the time, but I don't, I don't even believe it yet. Which I think this is kind of his big, like, oh, I am in this arc. Because it's like, there's so many different trials that only the Chosen One, according to the Father, that only the chosen one can control both of his kids which of course if you've seen if you haven't seen it there's the father the daughter and the son the daughter embodies the pure light side of the forest the son embodies the pure light is pure purely light the dark side. side of the forest and the father is there to balance them and because the father is dying he needs the chosen one which like, of course at the beginning of the episode they are taken to this whole dimension they separate themselves kind of thing but the fathers are to balance him and he's dying so he needs the chosen one or the chosen one to come in fill his place and balance the children out lots of stuff happens and pretty sure the son is the one that survives the longest in those three mm-hmm. which is incredible foreshadowing because that's where the universe goes as soon as that happens everything goes for the rest of the series yeah quite literally which is a very, uh, which is one of the best arcs, but it's also one of the most overrated because people don't think about it too much. It also, um, that arc, whatever. Um, when the sister dies, it's like Anakin from going from the light side, and then he goes to the father, which is kind of where he's balanced out a little bit, and then he goes to the son last, and that's where he's will end up. Yeah. Until you know Luke comes along, but what if I could show you the future? That part was crazy. That was nutty. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. There's a huge, there's a huge theory behind that because you get a little bit of the, you get the foreshadowing of the creation of Vader. You get the order, or not specifically 
Order 66, but just the downfall of the Jedi as a whole. And season seven, which four of us watched just last night, in the finale episode, you have Vader coming on the screen, looking up to the sky, and there's a bird flying around. Yeah. And there's a huge thing, which I'm pretty darn sure, knowing Filoni, that this is true, that the bird is the representation of the daughter, the light side of the forest. And if you look into the lenses of Vader, you see the blue eyes in Vader's lenses. Mm -hmm. So there's something huge there. So there's a huge theory going around that because Anakin was had that part of his memory wiped from the father in those episodes, I'm curious, and this is just a theory, that what if he remembered that memory just by seeing the bird? Because he hasn't seen it in so long. He's like, he sees it and he clicks. Like, what have I done? But then he's got to move on because he can't go back to that life. Hmm. That's just... Season 3 also introduced me to uh, one of my favorite Clone Wars characters, Savage Opress. Savage it's Opress. It's Savage. Savage. Savage It's Opress. Savage Oppressing. Savage which Oppression. Which, like, earlier on in... His the literal game. character development, like... Um, like, from he was literally developed? Or? Yeah. Yeah. The physical development of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> It introduces the whole Dathomirian thing, which is one of the most intriguing planets of Star Wars. Fallen Order. Fallen Order. You <laughs> yeah. I liked how they did that in Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. But it was sick. And the then finally the um, the Citadel arc, and then Padawan Lost. Oh, rip. Yeah, the Cita- yeah, Citadel, that was the first time they used Carbonite in the timeline. Yep. As far as I'm aware. And it's kind of funny because it was Anakin's idea to use it. And then episode five, Empire Strikes Back, it's his idea to use Carbonite again. <gasps> that's, a, that's according to timeline. Of course, in the way it was released, it didn't work out that way. But in timeline, you kind of get that massive parallel to use Carbonite to freeze. And because Anakin's idea worked in the Citadel, he wanted to try it again with Fett for Solo mm-hmm. and Sky and Luke. So it's just like the various little nods that the Clone Wars does to just like connect to so many different aspects of Star Wars, not just the dogmatic narrow view of the prequels, mm-hmm. which is probably the best trilogy in my opinion, but <laughs> I digress. Yeah. Um, at the end of season three, those last two, uh, Pad- Padawan Lost, when Ahsoka gets lost, whatever, and captured on that lost planet. I didn't really like those episodes, but I did like him because it was a huge character development for Ahsoka. Because, mm. again, she was relying on her wits and her knowledge and patience without any weapons or lightsabers to rely on. But uh, I think I think I'll just kind of want to finish off with season four for now. I guess we can do it the rest of it next time. Because if we keep going with the rest of the seasons, it's going to be a long-ass thing. <laughs> I think like the first half of season four, if there's anything... Besides the Ambaran arc that we've already kind of touched on. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's like, yes. I don't want to. The box. Oh. The box. I'm Season four. The box. Oh, yeah. Literally, another one of the most crucial arcs in Anakin. Oh, Anakin's cool. development is like. Oh, right. That was one of my favorite arcs of oh, the entire yes. Clone oh, Wars because it shows, like. It goes to the story of bounty hunters with no Jedi. I mean, apart from 
Obi Wan in disguise, but like how they live. He he also hid his abilities too. To yeah, I know. You so really kind of works that way. Oh, the sorry, the slave arc is in season four. Yeah, you really see Anakin like for who he is when he thinks Obi Wan's dead. He goes on a literal rampage. Mm-hmm. Trying to find whoever killed Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. He wants justice. Yeah, which is not the Jedi way. I just yeah, it was it was a very good arc. <coughs> the one way to look at Star Wars as a whole is that you can say the entire Star Wars timeline up till Episode Six, because you don't get much Vader after that, <coughs> and Anakin after that, besides a little mention of in Mando, but besides that. In the Slaves of the Republic arc, the the slave, the person who runs it, the slave master, I guess you can call her, she points out that Anakin has always been a slave. Slave to the Huts, mm-hmm. slave to the Republic, slave to the Jedi, slave to the Sith, slave to the Empire. And technically, because of his suit, mm-hmm. he's a slave in the suit. Slave to his emotions? He's a that works too. He's a slave to these emotions. He's yeah. he's he lives his entire life as a slave, and he hates that. But he never realizes that until she tells him. To which he starts to kind of bend the rules for himself and the Jedi, mm-hmm. or he doesn't start to bend them. He just goes another step further into bending those rules. <laughs> yeah, which in a way is kind of sad. Yeah, because you, you, no one likes to <laughs> figure out that oh. My entire life, I've been living as a slave. Mm-hmm. Never been able to do anything myself. Shall we end on a happier note? Okay. End of the se- end of the season four, oh. the return of Darth Maul. That felt good. And the thing is, it wasn't like incredibly like, oh come on, that was ridiculous. It was like that worked. Yeah, it actually that freaking worked. And hold he, up, <laughs> wait a minute, <laughs> something right, <laughs> something right. And the fact that he was insane as well in the beginning, mm-hmm. and yeah. he needed um, revenge. Well, like they created <laughs> <Thus> the title. <laughs> so stunned. They created Savage, and then Savage went to find his brother. Mm-hmm. Well, brother, are they? Yeah, yeah. They are actually brothers. Yeah. Um, Which is dope because there's the brothers and so sisters of Dathomir. Yeah. The Night Brothers. And then there's the mother. Yeah, which makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, very simple. Yeah. But it works very well. But the, like, they, the way they portrayed him as, like, insane or crazy after however many years and, um, like, literally boiling over with hatred for Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. It, it was, works. It worked. We just hatred don't know how we got there. I mean, Anakin stayed alive for hatred as well. That's true. But Darth Maul should have been incinerated because that was... Uh, um, an energy like thing but despite that i do think that bringing him back was a good idea yeah. oh yeah he's yeah. one of the biggest anchor points and i the rest of the series i'm a bit disappointed um that they haven't followed up with that when they released or um teased him teased him they didn't tease him he was in rogue one mm-hmm. solo yeah sorry solo yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. um i'm of a little course. disappointed he was of course, it's kind of different because you have Solo, and he's kind of cameoed at the end of the movie, and then you get the Clone Wars, which you get his return, and he's also fleshed out a lot. Just put it simply that way. And I think the problem is people don't look at the animated Clone Wars series as relevant Star Wars content, which is a huge issue because it's like you see 
Phantom Menace, you see Attack of the Clones, you go Revenge of the Sith, and Solo. Darth Maul's at the end of the movie. You're like, what the? Yeah. This makes no. How do you survive? They got cut in half. Yeah. What is this? But then, of course, everyone who's seen Clone Wars are like, we know what happened. Oh. Yeah. We know what happened. You gotta watch the series. I don't want to watch the series. It's animations. Like, in all fairness, I have also been a little. I mean, I don't. I'm not a big fan of anime, but the Clone Wars is easily my top favorite show of all time. Just for the the massive underrated complexity it has. In the I think I think there's only a couple shows that I could say that, <laughs> besides anime in general, which is, um, like Western shows, like Western animated shows that I can say that mm-hmm. are good. Mm-hmm. And one of them is Clone Wars. What are obviously. the other ones? Um, Avatar. Avatar. Uh, yeah. Avatar. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> that is And also Gravity Falls. It is. Um, that was pretty dope too. Gravity Falls is dope. Yeah. It, yeah, they just, like, it, there's something that sets them apart, and I think, like, part of it is just absolutely spectacular storytelling. Yes. Dave Filoni. He knows what he's doing. You know, yeah, and then you get season five, which I guess talk to talk about next time, mm-hmm. with the whole Mandalore and crime syndicate stuff. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a huge purpose in the entire story of the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. but... I think that's pretty much it for now. For another time. Either way. Always content you can cut. Oh, there's always all content. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you have to <laughs> you have to at some point. Yeah, we do have to end it though. Um I guess it could be a good time to start and end. Good time to start. All right. Good time so, to start yeah. the that end. That was our pre show. We didn't actually record anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time to start our ending. <laughs> um next week we will be continuing on with Clone Wars season five, six, and seven. And then hopefully talk about it as a whole. And then um, maybe start with the movies and go from there. An idea. An idea. See what happens. Or not. We could just talk about WandaVision. Hopefully. WandaVision I would, I would a, have to rewatch it. A, yeah, I actually have to watch it. <laughs> um, <coughs> Darkhold. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening in. Um, Catch you thank next time. you, Aiden. Muchas gracias. Thank you, Adrian. Yeah. And Jeff. Thanks for having me. And Cody. Goodbye there. And me. So long.